Welcome to Get Uncomfortable with Dakota and Shay, the podcast where we discuss why we enjoy seeking out challenges and how this stimulates personal and professional growth. The goal of this podcast is to help you learn to welcome adversity into your daily routine. Through discussion, we want to show you how seeking out challenges will help you grow in all areas of your life. We plan to cover topics such as surrounding yourself with the right people, the importance of physical exertion, learning new and difficult skills, and many others. We hope you enjoy the show. What's up, friends? Welcome back to another episode of Get Uncomfortable. I am your host, Shay McMaster. Uh, with Enlightened Athlete, it is our goal today to inform you of the importance of muscle mass and some hacks that you can use to get more of it. Um, if you find value in this show, please share it out for us. Let somebody know about it. Tell somebody in your life about it. Send it to them. Send them a clip. Uh, we greatly appreciate it if you would leave us a review or a rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you're listening to this show. Uh, leaving a review helps us greatly in the uh, search results and the rankings and the findings on those algorithms on those platforms. So every time you do that, uh, if you haven't yet, I would greatly appreciate it. Uh, it helps us out a ton. Thank you so much. Uh, if you don't like it and you think I'm annoying and you think it's stupid, let's just keep that our little secret, shall we? Okay, so today's episode, <clears throat> what we're getting into is basically the importance of muscle mass on Aging, metabolic effect, uh, lifespan, all sorts of stuff. And we have some quick hacks that you can use, something as simple as a protein shake and the timing of that, uh, the type of protein that you need uh, to increase your muscle mass. So let's get started with the importance of having muscle mass. Uh, basically, the importance of, of lifting weights is really what it is, resistance training to produce more muscle mass and the effects that that can have on your body, your health, your aging, and your life in general. Okay, so let's start here. Uh, some commonly known ones, obviously, are accelerated fat loss. Uh, this is associated with resistance training. Accelerated fat loss, improved metabolic function, but there's also some other things like some protective effects on your DNA. Uh, we'll get into that more in a little bit. The reason having muscle is so important is because, one, it allows you to literally move through your life better. But the other thing, like resistance training specifically, what that does is will, it will increase your muscle mass, but it also increases your bone density. So when you hit 40 years old, you lose up to 1% of your bone mass every year. And that compounded over years leads to what we see in osteoporosis, we see a lot of uh, bone fractures, and as you get older, if you do suffer a fracture, uh, it is much harder to recover from. So resistance training there alone as you age is super important to reduce the risk of bone fractures and catastrophic injury, basically. The other thing having muscle mass does is it will allow you to remain independent longer. So think about this. I'm going to tell you a story. I used to work at a pharmacy in Omaha. It was like a uh, kind of like a retail pharmacy, but they sold specialty medical equipment is what it was really. And I would see people come in that were 60 years old, 55 sometimes, and they had no muscle mass. 
um, not even necessarily overweight, but obviously they had no muscle mass because they didn't exercise, they didn't remain fit, they didn't do any resistance training, and I'm not talking about like powerlifting workouts, I'm talking about bodyweight workouts, anything to maintain or increase your muscle mass. Uh, they needed walkers, a specialty walker that has four wheels and a seat that have handles that they would be able to push it with and they could lock the brakes, turn around and sit down. They had to have those kind of walkers because their legs were so weak that sitting on that seat on that walker, they had to use their hands to push on those handles to help them stand up because their legs were so weak. So they've literally lost a lot of independence because their legs were so weak and their arms were weak. So they had to use both to get up. Now, we had a guy that worked there. He was 80, 81 maybe. He would bebop around like nothing was wrong because he stayed active. You could see it. I mean, he drove to work every day. He'd show up. He'd be picking up uh, boxes of all sorts of merchandise, putting it on the shelf, moving it around, hauling it to the warehouse, hauling it back. He was totally fine. He did not need a walker. He did not need an assistive device at all because he remained active and he had and maintained muscle mass. And I'm not talking about looking like a bodybuilder. I'm talking about uh, just the strength to move your body around. So that is super important. Uh, The other thing having more muscle will do is it burns more calories when you have muscle mass than fat mass. So if you have a very high body fat percentage and a very low percentage of lean mass, your body literally uses uh, less calories over time, even at rest. So having more muscle will lead to a higher metabolic rate, which then means the amount of food that you eat is burned, right? So people who are sedentary and overweight typically eat too much and they have a low muscle mass uh, compared to their body fat percentage. So what that means is they're taking in the same calories as somebody who works out a lot, but they're storing more body fat because their body doesn't need that many calories. So you're able to intake more calories and ideally not store it as fat. So your metabolic function is improved. It will increase your metabolic rate over time, which is how you avoid getting super fat. That's one of the ways of doing it. Um, now, this one is something that I found interesting. It, it has a, uh, a protective effect for your DNA. So I'm going to read some stuff here because this isn't my area of expertise as far as this theory goes. The telomere theory of aging theorizes that this slow destruction of your telomeres contributes to many of the diseases and neurodegenerative conditions that we associate with aging. Um, And basically, let's see if I can find what this is. Okay, so it says, your DNA is protected by telomeres, strands of genetic material that twist up into a cap at the end of each chromosome in your body. Telomeres guard your DNA against damage from cell division, oxidative stress, inflammation, and other metabolic processes that can be detrimental to chromosomes. As you age, your telomeres unwind and get shorter and shorter. Now, what they have found in some of these studies, and I'll post links to these studies in the show notes, um, is that basically through resistance training and maintaining muscle mass, they are you're able to maintain the length of your telomeres. Rhonda Patrick does a really good job of explaining this, and she explains that like at the end of your shoelace, that plastic cap at the end of your shoelace is kind of like what the telomere is. And if that cap deteriorates and wears away and breaks down like it does, the shoelace frays at the end and it's lost its structural integrity. So in this study right here, resistance exercise reverses aging in human skeletal muscle. It was proven that six months of progressive resistance training 
lifting heavy stuff, right, made the gene expression pattern of aging mitochondria significantly younger. Essentially, lifting weights reversed uh, nearly 40 years of aging. Pretty crazy stuff. Um, Another group of researchers found that the telomeres of 2,401 twins via blood samples, uh, they had found that the telomere length decreased with age. Of course, we know that. Uh, but also found that the men and women who were physically active had longer telomeres than those who were sedentary, even after adjusting for age, weight, disease, socioeconomic status, and smoking. Not only that, but participants who spent more than three hours each week engaged in vigorous physical activities such as lifting weights had longer telomeres than subjects 10 years younger. That is very significant. Um, let's see. We've got some other stuff here that I wanted to dive into on that. Basically, it helps you stay younger longer. So it has powerful anti-aging effects, uh, and it can fight against oxidative stress, neurodegenerative diseases, and all sorts of good things like that. Um, okay, so what are some things that you can do? Now, I mean, obviously we know that having muscle mass is important for independence, for longevity, for your overall health. So there's your lifespan, which is how long you're alive. And then now there are some researchers really diving into what they call your health span. So how long are you healthy, capable, disease-free, independent, and can live a happy, functioning life? Uh, Lifting weights is one of the probably easiest, fastest, and most effective ways at increasing your health span. Like I said, how long you can have a a healthy, functioning, disease-free life, ideally. Lifting weights is one really, really good way to do that, and that all comes down to having more muscle mass. Having muscle mass is super important. Um, I've seen a study, I don't have it pulled up here, but where it showed lower leg muscle mass in elderly people, um, people who had more muscle mass in their lower body were much lower risk for heart disease, um, certain types of cancer, uh, obviously obesity, falls, osteoporosis, and fractures. So your balance is improved, your bone density is improved, your metabolic function is improved, and your risk for multiple diseases decreases. So it is very important as we age to continue to lift weights. I hear so many people say, oh, I'm too old to lift weights. Like That is not true. You need to do squats. You can do presses with light dumbbells. You can do uh, plank holds. You can do sit-ups. You can do ring rows, or you can get a suspension trainer and do all sorts of body weight rows and stuff like that. Walking up a hill, weighted walking with a vest is very effective as well. They've been showing in some recent studies. Okay, so what I wanted to get into also was some ways you can kind of hack your muscle growth. Obviously, lifting weights is really good, um, but having protein is super important as well. The thing that I see, the most common thing I see with people when they come in for nutrition uh, consultation or nutrition coaching initially is their overall lack of protein intake in their daily diet. It is so low sometimes that they're getting maybe 30 to maybe 50 grams a day, and this can be for a 200-pound man. Um, That is not enough protein. So on average, if you look at the studies that show like adequate protein intake, um, they say 0.6 to 0.8 grams per pound of lean body mass. If you are somebody who exercises a lot and you are somebody who does a lot of resistance training, powerlifting, Olympic weightlifting, gymnastics, sprint work, calisthenics, bodyweight stuff, um, 
you would need to up that to probably one gram to even 1.5 grams of protein per pound of lean body mass. The way you can figure out your lean body mass is by like with body fat uh, calipers, body fat percentage calipers. They have DEXA scans. They have the uh, BOD pods, like the water weighing. I think they call it hydrostatic weighing. Um, you could do measurements. You can. There's a bunch of different ways to figure out your body fat percentage. But whatever method you use, if you retest it in the future, you just want to use that same method again. So stick with the same one. They're not all the same accuracy level. They don't all have the same accuracy. Some are better than others. But if you do one in the beginning and you're going to retest later, do it with the same method. So if you use calipers in the beginning, you use the calipers at the end. You can actually buy these calipers online on Amazon for pretty cheap. Um, A lot of them will come with instructions or just look up a YouTube video on how to utilize the calipers. But that's how you can check your body fat percentage. Um, Okay, so one way that I have heard of before, this is like some old bodybuilding like bro science stuff, uh, but it's pretty satisfying to see that these papers, these studies are kind of lining up with that. So the old adage that I always heard coming up when I was uh, first getting into weightlifting was a protein shake before bed. And there is some evidence now pointing towards that being super effective at building more muscle. So the way that your body builds muscle, it's called muscle protein synthesis, shortened to MPS in most of the articles in the literature that I've read. And now there is a specific type of protein that you need. So most protein shakes that you're going to get are either whey um, or a blend of whey, hydrolysate, I think is how you say it, um, isolate protein, whey isolate. So most of them are whey. Uh, The one that is less common is called casein or casein protein, C-A-S-E-I-N. The difference between that is whey gets into your bloodstream faster. It's digested more quickly, so it doesn't stay in your bloodstream as long. Casein is a slower digesting protein, so it releases into the bloodstream slower, like throughout the night. So it's a really good one to have at bedtime. So let's get into this right here, this study. Um, The pre-bed protein shake. Now, this article is from T Nation, and I will post a link to it in the show notes. This uh, paper that this guy put out uh, was a big review. It looked at 45 different papers on the subject, and they drew some conclusions from that. So Tim Snyder's, I think it's SNI. J-D-E-R-S. Let's see. In 2015, he and his team found that lifters who drank 28 grams of protein, 14 grams of casein, and 14 grams of casein hydrolysate before bed gained about four more pounds of additional muscle than a control group over a 12-week period. That's pretty impressive. Um, Again, when he looked at the The bulk of the papers on the subject, most of them agree that drinking protein before bed increased muscle protein synthesis dramatically without leading to any increases in fat. All protein ingested prior to sleep is used for protein synthesis. When exercises performed earlier that evening, a large part of ingested protein is directed to muscle protein synthesis and is not stored. So it goes directly to repairing your muscles from the exercise and the stress that you put it under during your workout. This was showing that they, the people who received the most benefit were the people who worked out at like 8 to 10 p.m., which is pretty late. I don't work out that late. Um, but it goes into a little bit of, of explaining, like even if you work out in the morning, it's probably still a good idea to have some protein, slow digesting protein, casein, overnight to help increase that recovery, repair, and muscle protein synthesis. 
um, even if you're not doing it in the window that they looked at. For the same reasons that it worked for people who worked out later, but also probably because you're just increasing your overall protein intake, which is important. Um, now, let's see. How much should you have? Most of the studies use casein because it's a slower digesting protein like we talked about. Um, but when, it says between 10 and 30 minutes before going to sleep and how much up to 60 grams, but the average sweet spot seems to be around 30 grams. So most of the protein uh, shakes that I've seen are anywhere from 20 to 30 grams per serving. So it's typically just a scoop, one scoop. Um, now, like I said, the timing of it is 10 to 30 minutes before bed and it's a very powerful thing to do. So if you want to build more muscle, start to implement a protein shake, a casein protein shake before bed. So that's one good trick that I like that I've heard of before, but it's nice to see some research backing up with that. Now, another one that I thought was interesting is the effect of heat stress. So heat stress would be something like maybe even a hot bath, but the one that I've looked at multiple times is the sauna and how effective the sauna is. There's so many benefits to sauna, just overall longevity, reduced mortality rates, uh, basically it reduces your risk of dying from anything barring accidents is the research that I've seen. That's not what we're talking about today though. Um, so to complement your muscle building workout uh, protocol is heat stress. Heat stress is the effect of applying heat to your body to stimulate a positive adaptive response. Now what happens, it's called a hormesis. You give a little bit of a dose of something stressful to the body. It responds to that stress and then responds. It's called hormetic stress. Uh, and it, it like super compensates basically is what they say. So it recovers beyond and it can overcome that stress that's applied on it. Heat stress triggers the release of heat shock proteins, which prevent muscle damage by fighting free radicals and supporting antioxidant production. They also repair misfolded damaged proteins in muscle tissue. Uh, research has shown that when rats experience heat stress, they experience 30% more muscle regrowth compared to a control group due to the increase in heat shock proteins. One particular heat shock protein coded by the HSP70 gene has even been linked to increased longevity. This information is coming from an article from bengreenfieldlife.com. I'll post a link to that in the show notes as well. Um, other research has shown that two 20-minute sauna sessions separated by a 30-minute cooling period can elevate growth hormone levels twofold over baseline. Two 15-minute sauna sessions at an even warmer temperature with a 30-minute cooling period resulted in a five-fold increase in growth hormone. When heat stress and exercise are combined, they induce a synergistic increase in growth hormone. Um, so this guy does isometrics in his infrared sauna like yoga, push-ups, squats, plank holds, things like that. Um, it also increases blood flow to muscles, keeping them fueled with nutrients while removing metabolic byproducts, and it can even build new red blood cells at rates similar to illegal performance-enhancing drugs. So the sauna really is like a super hack for your overall health, but also maintained muscle mass and uh, increased muscle mass as well. Um, yeah, so that's that's basically the gist of it today. Um, I mean, that's just kind of a quick touch on it, but it is super important for you to maintain your muscle mass. It's super important for you to engage in weightlifting and resistance training for a multitude of reasons. We covered a lot of those today. And the main takeaway is like that protein shake at bedtime needs to be casein and not whey protein. I think that stuff is pretty interesting. And I think this will lead to people increasing their longevity and also their health span. 
Thank you guys so much for tuning in today. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Share it with somebody you think would find value in it. I hope you find value in it. And uh, we will talk to you guys next week.